Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp here, Fightful.com, SmackDown Podcast. It is May 23rd. I want to get a couple of plugs out of the way. Subscribe, thumbs up, leave us a nice review, all that good stuff. Of course, visit Fightful.com. Register for free to get access to our forums, members-only podcasts. But Chris Harrington has an awesome article up on the front page of Fightful.com. Just scroll over a little bit, and you'll see it. It is uh, a look at how India fits into WWE's business model, which is – Quite relevant to what we're speaking about. Of course, every Monday, Tuesday after pay-per-views, I post my podcast notes and match ratings, If you know, mainly for pay-per-views for that. Also, this afternoon, myself and Showdown Joe that did the Holy Smokes MMA podcast, which also featured Kamaru Usman, uh, top 10 ranked UFC welterweight, and uh, UFC Hall of Famer Frank Trigg. We talk about Chris Cyborg assaulting a UFC fighter, the UFC Fighter Summit type of thing, whatever the hell it is they did, the, the retreat. Bellator 179, Rory McDonald, Paul Daly, MVP. And we previewed UFC Sweden, did a lot of cool stuff on that show. I'm joined by a couple of people right now, but I, I won't give them the ass-kissing intros. Because Anna, Jeff, we were almost joined by about, oh, I don't know, 108 people. <laughs> I accidentally posted the link to this, the actual podcast to, to get into on my Twitter. And right as I was about to hit start broadcast, I think about seven people joined, and I briefly saw faces. I briefly saw people, and some would exit and re-enter, and I had to eject everybody. That was terrifying. <laughs> that was Not because of what they looked like. They're all beautiful people. It was just, I was like, oh, no. I knew exactly what I did as soon as it happened, too. Meanwhile, Anna's, Anna's out here behind the scenes acting like I didn't send her the link. No, I sent you everybody the link. You sent it to everyone Anna. else. I sent it to everybody. You and Jeff got it at the same time. Off to everyone else, yeah. Jeff, what's up? 
Yeah, hold on. I need to consult with my lawyer. Yeah. Okay. Sean, on the uh, podcast record on May 22nd at 24 minutes, 30 seconds. Oh, God. And I quote, and I definitely want to get to that tomorrow before Jeff Hawkins bogarts our show <laughs> and takes all the glory uh, for himself. Anna, what else is new? Sean, grass is green. Is there anything you'd like to tell me publicly now that we've on the air? I would like to tell you that I will be sending you a copy of the Ed Nordholm email that I got for you to look over. <laughs> because you are a valuable asset to com. I'll also note that Anna and I are both wearing wrestling shirts that are SmackDown blue, but neither are for SmackDown. You marks. Yes. Marks. Yes. I'm wearing a blue shirt. Yeah, you don't count. <laughs> this is rude. This is rude. Somebody <laughs> asked me when you're going to kick me off the show. I assume it's when I stop submitting your invoices or when I stop sending you all the links. I I proved moments ago that both of you are replaceable <laughs> by half a dozen people. Wow. Well, all right. I'm, lo- I'm logging oh, yeah. off. Talk to you later. All you got to do is follow the link and your boy is going to – your boy sets him up. You all knock him down. It's not tough, you guys. Hey, if you all didn't see the Monday Night Raw podcast last night, go check it out. Uh, Anna and I talked about a lot of stuff, uh, not just pertaining to Raw, but pertaining to the Jinder Mahal situation. Myself and Jimmy Van, we're going to go into it big time tomorrow on the list and your boy at 3 p.m. But with all seriousness, uh, Anna, that was quite the show. Yeah. I'm glad we had that discussion, and especially after tonight's, I'm glad we had that discussion prior. Um, yep, but, you know, they're going to do what they're going to do, and that's there's nothing really else we can say about that. One of our readers says, <laughs> I really thought it was for my 15 minutes of fame when they followed the link. <laughs> Hey, I'll have anybody on my on my <laughs> members only show. I do that all the time. Jimmy Van sent me a message that says, "Can you say pay cut?" Wow, <laughs> you better please management with this show then. No, I'm gonna do the Bret Hart where I draw letters in the air. <laughs> Sports Kita. I wouldn't sink that low. Wow, Jimmy Van, let me hear it for that one too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so here's. Here's the situation. Jeff, actually, we haven't gotten your thoughts on Jinder Mahal winning the title at all. I want to know about that. Um, <laughs> in, in a world, you know, it's one of those things where I have to recalibrate my old school thinking and that the wrestling wrestler who holds the world title is the best wrestler or one of the best and mm-hmm. is the brand name. This is for entertainment purposes. You recall, I actually called for James Ellsworth to hold this belt for a week because I thought it'd be a good mm-hmm. end of a story. Um, I just, I don't find gender that dynamic of a personality, and that's my problem. I don't, you know, being a bad wrestler or, or a mediocre wrestler or, or however you view gender, um, or even a very good wrestler. Some people may think he's very good. I thought that match was at least interesting on, on Sunday. I don't find his promos dynamic. I think they're cheap heat, um, as you both went over yesterday. Um, oddly enough, I think the long game here is to eventually turn him face, which is going to be fascinating as well. But he has a very good scowl on him. Uh, he yeah, always he does. 
He has the a perpetual man scowl, at least. Yes, he has, he has a perpetual someone farted face. Um, exactly. Is... <laughs> exactly. Someone started right next to him and he can't get rid of the smell. That's it. <laughs> but uh, you know what? I don't, I don't mind overall. Um, it certainly makes that money in the bank match interesting. Uh, but overall, I, I re- it really nonplussed me because I didn't find the whole pay-per-view all that. Um, I mean, it was it was there, but you know, after takeover, I I, I considered it above average because I had kind of tempered my expectations after, like I mentioned to Alex, all the times yeah. we have said, "Oh, these guys are going to step it up on Sunday after what NXT did." No, that's just never the case. Mm-hmm. It just they're it's di- never they're, di- they're, di- never they're different worlds. They're different worlds, and and they don't watch. I mean, they don't watch the NXT product, so. You can't expect that. Before we get into SmackDown, hey guys, somebody posted a Baywatch movie review in the forum topics. I'm checking that out. I'm going to watch that movie. Probably not this week, but I'm going to watch it. The Rock was good on SNL, per usual. Per usual. I have concerns because they're using pull quotes from the guys that never give a bad review to a movie. The people are basically paid to shill. Yeah. You really surprised though? Well, you know, when you when you get those quotes, that means it's going to be a bad movie. I mean, yeah, at least you're really surprised. My... Well, no, but I mean, there are comedies that have over exceeded expectations for me that that I thought looked bad. Like, what was it Neighbors, the one with? Uh... Yeah. Oh, I didn't uh... like that that much. Actually, I liked the second one more than the first one. But yeah, that over delivered. Twenty One Jump Street, the movie over delivered for that me. Was, I thought that was very. Oh, I, I thought the second one was even better because mm-hmm. they parodied themselves. Yeah. Entire time, I thought that was uh, pretty good stuff. So we got this SmackDown Live episode. I, I, I liked the police escort for Jinder Mahal at the beginning of the show. Like I said, we're gonna go in and we're gonna go in depth on the Jinder Mahal thing tomorrow. And of course, uh, I'll ask Anna and Jeff for their thoughts. But I've got a lot that I'm gonna save for that show as well. Shane McMahon comes out and he announces AJ Styles, Baron Corbin. Dolph Ziggler, Nakamura, and Zayn as the Money in the Bank participants. This leads to Kevin Owens coming out and saying, like, whoa, 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 what the hell? I won my match. A couple of these guys won their matches. But what's up with that? And Shane is just like, yeah, I guess you're right. Which, to be fair, much like the Jinder Mahal thing, is very much in line with how Shane McMahon has governed this show over the past several months. Jinder, you won in this match? Ah, okay. Charlotte, you want a title match? Well, I guess. Hey, all of you want a title shot? I'll give you a number one contender shot. No big deal. Anna, did this did this bother you at all, or were you cool with it? Um. Well, as Shane said, KO had salient points, which I thought was fantastic. Um. <laughs> look, it's the way they're running the show at the moment and it's been detrimental and it's also been very good for them. Um, at the end of the day, it's set, it's, it's set them aside from Raw and they definitely needed to do that and it's unpredictable. Uh, yeah, it it is what it is. This is the solution or the um, conclusion I keep coming to with this show. It is what it is. Um, yeah. I don't know. There's just a few things from that segment, like hammering home. Shinsuke is now no longer – well, they did refer to him as the artist later on, but he's now the rock star. 
as we heard about 10,000 times on this program. Um, I thought they made a Rudy Huxtable reference, but it was just another different reference. And then I, this is, I don't know, it, it's really hit and miss a lot of the time, but at the end of the day, it's, it is what it is. A big problem with me and SmackDown of late has been just not a lot's made sense. Why was Jinder in that match? Why was he in that number one contender match when AJ Styles and Kevin Owens were not? When, God, I can't remember. I think Baron Corbin wasn't in it either. And furthermore, why is AJ Styles cool with that? Because he had a good match with Shane McMahon. Is that really the reason? Match with Shane McMahon all of a sudden? He's okay with being overlooked, which is literally the reason why he was upset at Shane McMahon in the first place. Look, you can pull why crap out of the Ray air and White you can make it Why work. does Bray Wyatt get a title rematch? Why does that not happen? Like, none of that makes any damn sense. You can and pull I, crap I, out of the air and make it work. That's the case of Breezango. They've done that and they put logic to it and they've run with it and it's awesome. But then there's stuff like this where it's like, okay, you actually – it's like the performers themselves haven't come up with reason. Yeah. They've just been handed it and they're like, okay, sure. Well, the Breezango stuff has made – perfect sense to me they won a beat the clock match against a really crappy team then they beat a crappy team again they lost their tag team title match uh you know i them pinning the usos individually that quickly a little it's super questionable to me but then they Mm -hmm. lost a tag title match in like four minutes that's pretty much in line Uh, jeff what do you think about the the gaps in logic is it does it bother you yes um, as a writer, it bothers me because I'd like to see character development beyond that first step. And they never get there. They never get there. It's always just kind of, I mean, this is lazy, quite frankly. We got a fatal five-way on Extreme Rules. We have a money in the bank. It'd be one thing if you built up six competitors to the point where they have to fight over a number one contendership to see who gets it. And it came naturally, and you'd done it over a month or so. I mean, this is like when war games would come around in WCW and we had to throw in, you know, two teams of five. So who can we figure out who to get there? You know, like Hell in the Cell, I don't like it being a themed pay-per-view every year. I'd I'd much rather you use it when you need it. And I think building it that way would much more serve this product, especially with the roster split and especially with so many multi-person matches that they're doing for the sake of, not telling a story and that is my main problem you know and also just on the segment itself i thought baron corbin was atrocious in this segment i mean he was was. delivering that promo um for the competitors i don't like having aj and shinsuke in this kind of match especially shinsuke who's new and who is a great wrestler debut on smackdown As I put it, it's like putting ketchup on filet mignon. You know, you're putting him in this ladder match. And both AJ and Shinsuke are in their late 30s in this match where they're probably going to be expected to do something stupid. Which, As Corbin Clone just said, atrocious? Let me tell you about atrocious. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't like the the typical everybody gets their word in. I would have liked it a lot more if, Baron Corbin rolled out of the ring and was like, "Piss off with you guys! I'm I'm in the match. I don't get see you guys in like three weeks." By the way, like, as a, 
oh, as to Anna's point, what are the chances that they stopped calling him the artist so that people don't get get, get him confused with Aiden English? <laughs> what is Aiden English's nickname? The artist. artist. <laughs> yeah. I thought his was like something else. Nope. It, well, uh, they've been changing it. They've been they've been playing with it. The but drama it king. Was the I artist. thought it was yeah. his nickname. Yeah, it was. Yeah. He originally huh. had the artist. The artiste, that's what it was, yep. yeah. The maestro of mayhem, the Picasso of pain, all that duty. Uh, I wonder, why didn't they do qualifying matches? They, We're going to get three more weeks of really pointless matches with these six people in them. Would there have been any drama to that, though? Because they'd always, you know, you, you get... What? What, what, more drama than what there is now? I mean, you could have, you could have easily done, like... Ziggler and Zayn and had uh, had Zayn win and then you do the, the second chance battle royal or whatever to get yeah, in. I guess there'd be, you know, you have some guys you could put in there like Harper and Rowan that would that would you go, well, you know, either of these guys they could put in there. Um, Mojo Raleigh beat Jinder Mahal last month. I thought Mojo was going to be in this money in the bank, well, I, to be honest with you. Something, something's <laughs> going on with Ron Mojo, by the way. I can't, I can't explain a lot of it, but Mojo's got something going on, but I'm, I'm working oh, to confirm, Ron. but He's not wrestled for a couple of weeks. But, I mean, even, like, Kevin Owens could have beat Chad Gable and they could have had a great match and yeah. no no intrigue or anything, but he could have done something with it. No, I, I agree with you in theory. Don't don't get me wrong. I just – they've always been kind of a little bit lazy about that, too. It's always like Randy Orton versus Curtis Hawkins, you know? It's yeah. like, oh, great. But, I mean, yeah. that's two weeks of TV for you at minimum. Three weeks if you want to stretch it out. Like, yeah. It just it really seems like they – have not been pre-planning anything. All this is so of the moment. Either that or they've, they've put so much attention on just the gender program that they've kind of let everything yeah. else go by the wayside. That sounds like the most pre-thought thing that they have going on, but even that doesn't have any logic to it. Yeah. But, I mean, between Harper, Rowan, Mojo, uh, Gable, Gable or Jordan, and Ty Dillinger, even like Ty Dillinger could lose to Kevin Owens or – yeah. Dolph Ziggler or any or Baron Corbin, but I, I probably would have done Zane versus Corbin and still had Zane beat him because I like the idea of Zane just having his number. Mm. Like Corbin can beat anybody on the roster, but for some reason he just can't beat Sami Zayn, and it drives him nuts because Zane is exactly what he hates. And then Corbin wins the second chance battle royal because that is that's an easy way to get a bunch of people in a match the week before Money in the Bank. It's a good way to. Uh, run the run the angle with Corbin where he just beats up everybody. I mean, eliminates like everybody and looks like an immediate threat going into Money in the Bank. I don't know. It seemed so easy. Like it's lazy, but WWE likes lazy, and it's it's lazy, but it's less lazy than whatever they're probably going to do leading up to this. Because I don't know what they're going to do for three weeks to make this interesting when we already know everybody in this match. We know who is in the the main event. I don't know. Next week, no, next week they're going to square off and then the week and then in the blow-off show, well, okay, there's oh there's more than 2 weeks. There's 4 weeks. At least 1 week it'll be 3 on 3. They're just going to they're just going to switch off and have everybody beat each other. That's all they're going to do. You know that. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Becky Lynch and Charlotte defeated the welcoming committee. Charlotte still seems like a star to me, but she does not have the steam of her raw days. It seems like she's really taking a hit. Also, my only other note was I hate Becky Lynch doing that front drop kick from the top rope. 
because it looks like it really hurts when she does it to her, mm-hmm. not to anybody else. Anna, any special thoughts about this? Uh, I just really wish that they'd stop making the majority of the refs look so damn stupid. That bit where yeah. Charlotte was talking to him and then Becky was getting beaten up in the corner. It's how many times they like, there has to be logic to it. They must go back and watch a match and be like, oh, that's what happened. Or turn around and wonder why she's on the floor nearly bleeding. Like, it's just, it's stupid. And they do it so often that I'm just kind of I'm sick of it. And the ending, I just, like, it was a fine match. Um, the ending was kind of sloppy. I, did Naomi just swat him out of the way or did she actually kick him or? Kick the hand. That? It just looked like she's kind of went, and then, <laughs> okay, cool, sure. She did some Rex Quando on him. Broke the wrist, walked away. Anyway, this match was yep. there. Jeff, anything? It, it's it's the typical uh, Becky lost last night. She gets the win tonight. That that's all that was. And I viewed the it olden fifty fifty booking. I will say yep. though, this whole... I will say. Hey, hey! I was <laughs> wow. real saying right now. I was Will well, saying I will right say now. First, the okay. the in commercial action thing, we don't get that internationally, oh. and that's really effing annoying. Because I feel like with the tag yeah, match, apparently I didn't miss that much, but I feel like I missed a lot. You miss you miss cheap heel heat, cheap babyface heat, and some rest holds. That's it. I admired how she censored herself. That was quite ladylike. I appreciate Time that. Of it. Mm. Uh, it was. It was. <laughs> Backstage, all these girls are arguing, <laughs> and ah, uh, God! Every week, James Ellsworth steals the show. He friend zones <laughs> to Mina, which is the greatest thing. <laughs> You've been making googly eyes at me. You've been friend zoned. <laughs> they would make a good on-screen couple, though. That's probably <laughs> coming. That's probably she coming. Is way bigger than him. Mm-hmm. I kind of love it. I do too. It's terrifying, but I kind of love it. So we're getting Duh a- is one of the best best catchphrases in the company now. We're getting a money in the bank for the women on SmackDown. What's the chance somebody dies? Tamina's in it, so pretty high. I don't know. It's it's so weird. I, I've I've just been thinking today about uh, the 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 horse is women getting the match. Well, no, the horse. Oh God, he may be in drag in this match. He may be number six. Well, that's Breeze's spot. You can't sell okay. that. No, that's true. But uh, no, I was just thinking about the horsewomen era and and how how nobody, no, I mean even Charlotte hasn't maintained that that aura from from almost a year ago or so. It's it's so weird. And Alexa Bliss is your hot rising star, which is fascinating. Well, it, it just doesn't help when you have the backstage segments like that, and yeah. Natty is not helping them at all. She just she doesn't cut a good promo, but the way she comes across is just so mean girls, high school bitchy that it's it kind of takes away any sort of legitimacy to a feud. It's it's a little bit of that. It's a little bit of also that there's only really been two great women's matches, I think on the main roster since all four have been brought up. So it's, it's kind of weird. And those were the two Sasha Charlotte matches for the title. Backstage, we see Nakamura and styles talking some stuff, but then, what we get is pretty great. Fashion Files with Shane McMahon. 
Jeff, how, how does this look? And what I liked even more is that the board stayed up the entire show. <laughs> I love gang activity for the Mean Street Posse photo. That's the one that popped me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that and, of course, to- making fun of Tony Chimmel's weight. Come on, man. Um, actually, it's, it's funny because I was listening to y'all's review of the uh, pay-per-view. Um, just my thinking, it took me about halfway through the match to warm up to it because I, while I love dumb comedy in my you wrestling, don't, don't get me wrong. Oh, I, I, I just come from that mentality that, hey, at the title match time, it's time to focus and it's time to win. And I realize that makes me basically an anachronism compared to every other fan in there who's used to this kind of thing and found it funny. And then by the time halfway through the match, it was strategy that they were doing all these costume changes and stuff. That's when I warmed up. And then the last third of the match, it became a really great match. Um, so I really liked it. Yeah, it was the that. only chance they had. Yeah. And I liked it. Um, they thought that way. I, I really liked the, te- the, the the third match tonight. I thought that that finish was fantastic, I thought. Anna, Fashion Files. Featuring Shane McMahon. Oh, that was fantastic. He is the commissioner. Of course he was. Even the line about I see you shaved your moustache. <laughs> I love them so much. I, I love Their the day fun. one was a little more H than ours. Yeah, the, 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 the comedy for me really came with, you know you're not real cops, right? Does that mean you want our guns? <laughs> also, uh, this reminds me of a very solid burn in the opening segment calling Kevin Owens the Eric Cartman of WWE. (laughs) I would, you got to release like a South Park style Kevin Owens shirt now, right? Yes. Um, Just on Jeff's point with, with the match, even with tonight when Tyler Breeze came out with the box of props, it's, that's what they do. And it is strategy. And that is their best chance of winning is to literally run them around a ring. It's individual to them, and it's kind of what I wish. I mean, not this exactly, but just the fact that they know who they are, they know what they bring, and that's what they're going to do for all their matches because that is logic in their world. That is logic as to how they can progress. Do you think it progresses? Because I, because I'm, I'm starting to get the feeling that they may gold, they may golden truth them. I, I don't oh, know in terms that of for a fact. What, what WWE actually do with them, that's something different. But for them okay. in their story, it works. Okay. So we'll, we'll jump ahead and just talk about this. Prizango individually beat the Usos, including once with the aid of a squirt gun. Hmm. With the Usos as hot-headed as they are and Brizongo as trollish as they are, I guess it made sense that the Usos were like, yeah, if we can get our hands on you, we'll put the titles on the line right now. They did, and then they beat the Us or they beat Brizango. And I thought that the the finish was very cool, where uh, Fandango hits his top rope leg drop, but then one of the Usos comes off with a splash and pins him. Jeff, did you warm up to these antics at all in the singles match? The then the subsequent tag team title rematch. How'd you feel? In compa- oh, no, especially I, in comparison I, to Sunday. I know, like like I said, I loved the subsequent tag team title match. I thought that was 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 great. Uh, the two, I, I didn't mind them stealing the pins on the two of them, and I, I really liked the way that they actually they smartly created that tag team title match just by having the ref go on the headset as opposed to you know here comes money and then and then Sean, Shane McMahon comes out and goes let me holla at you player we're gonna have a tag team title match you know let's you know 
it it it, it did one way is a little bit too <laughs> insulting of one's intelligence and the other way I thought was really smart and I liked it this way. And I, I, I like I said, I liked the blow off of, of the tag team title match. Anna, your thoughts on, on this? I thought the individual matches were fantastic and that's exactly like you could tell in story, that's how they planned it. That's how they work it out. That's their strategy is a box of props and wigs and that's completely them and I love it. Um, This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. It I think it, they were smart to put them after the Punjabi celebration because that is the only thing that could have pulled me back into the show after that. And as soon as Tyler Breeze walked out with those props, that's exactly what it did. Um, still a little heartbroken that they didn't win. I'm not surprised, but still uh, They shouldn't have beaten the Usos. They should not have beaten I the Usos. I know. Did you ever buy it, Sean? Like Did you ever think that they may make the change? With the rematch that quick, yeah, I did. I was, I, yeah. I immediately thought, wow, they might do this. But I thought they might too. I thought, I thought, I thought, you know, they go, okay, you know, the, your your general cynicism is, okay, they won the singles matches. They'll never give them the tag belts, but there were a few near falls in there where I went, oh, I thought they might just switch it. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely did, definitely did. Uh, earlier on, Sami Zayn defeated Baron Corbin like immediately. <laughs> Which I found hilarious because I, I, I like it. the, like I said, like the idea that Corbin can't can't beat Zayn. I love flash pins in wrestling. I, I like I like having you know standard moves beat people. I like being unexpectedly surprised like that. So I loved it. Yeah, real unpredictability. I'm cool with. Like a real had, sport. You know, everybody had said when when Goldberg beat Brock Lesnar, it's unpredictable. It's ushering in this new era of unpredictability. Well, it really didn't. <laughs> had stuff like this happened a little bit more often? I mean, the reason closed fist punches were supposed to be illegal is because if you don't, then you expose things pretty quickly when nobody's bleeding or gets knocked out or gets marked up or anything. We never see anybody just get straight up knocked out. Like, if if somebody came off the ropes and ran into, like, a Kushida baseball throw punch, and that was the pin just randomly, I'd be, I'd be cool with that. Yeah, they had Sasha Banks uh, pin Alicia Fox with the double knees last night or on Monday yeah. night. So that's kind of cool too, yeah. I like it. I do like it. Corbin gets pissed and beats the hell out of Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn gets stretchered out. Anna, do we see Sami next week? Mm. Um, if we do, with a neck brace maybe. <laughs> I love him so much. He is so over hopefully in my heart, the, Hopefully in my the head. neck brace and that hat. I just keep, yeah, oh, God. I just keep thinking of that kid in Not Another Teen Movie, the one who is in love with the main girl, and he yeah. just keeps getting hit by cars and everything, and then he just turns up at the end with, like, bones sticking out, but he's still there because he has heart. That's kind of what they're doing to Sami Zayn. And I feel like every time he's attacked, it's personally attacking me, and I know that this is going to end really badly for both of us. 
Um, but Corbin going into the crowd and yelling at everyone, yelling at the ref, I love that so much. It just reminded me, I think I was three years old when my mom first took me to a pantomime and they would come into the crowd and do all that kind of stuff. And that's when I fell in love with theatre. And that was like that for me. It's just like being in there, having this giant guy yelling in your face. It's kind of cool. Sounded. Do you think that Sammy and Baron end up costing each other money in the bank? Probably. As much as I like sense. Sammy to actually get something. All I can think when she's hit pantomime and then later yelling in the face is like some, some guy just walking up to a kid, just doing something, then all of a sudden just screaming at a young Anna Bauer. He <laughs> would explain a lot of things if that were the case. <laughs> I really was- wouldn't mind like a bad luck Sammy gimmick where he becomes Money in the Bank champion and every time he goes to cash it in, something horribly unfortunate occurs to where he just can't cash it in. Oh, like O.J. Simpson in the Naked Gun? It just keeps he just keeps getting injured. Um, I, yes. I liked I liked the beatdown quite a bit. Uh, in 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 an older time, uh, Sammy would have bladed. It would have been brutal. We would have been a little bit turned off by it, perhaps by the brutality of it. But uh, for the sports entertainment era, this was good for what it was. I liked that there was a little bit of mayhem to it. It fits Baron Corbin's character. Which they never really, they never really make him that irritable, angry, lashing out for for whatever reason character anymore. It's far more contained these days. But I I really liked this. I did too. I hope Sammy's out next week. I hope he sells yeah, he the injury. Be. He should be. Gender celebration. It's very good to see that the Bollywood boys are alive. Mm-hmm. Oh, jeez. And my first thoughts are, what do you mean, you people? <laughs> By the way, Randy took better care of JBL's hat during that match than he did one of the Bollywood boys. <laughs> he did. He did. And the other thing that would just, I mean, he'd be the first one to yell at someone for messing something up like that. It's cringe. I just went, oh, man, you have no right to cringe Consent- like that. Let's talk about the discussion last week, the dive discussion. Well, the- he did the most dangerous thing of the four nights in a row of WWE wrestling that I've watched. Let me ask you something. As someone who, who the most dangerous thing you've had more, you've had more in ring work than I have. Uh, was did he take liberties there? No, I th- I don't think so. I think it was probably okay. on whichever Bollywood boy took it. He was probably trying to take the move over rotated. Oh, and maybe not even over-rotated. Maybe it was a little bit of both. Like, one of the Bollywood boys is like, I'm going to take this move really cool. Okay. Because it's one of those situations where I think one of them knew what was going on and the other one didn't. I don't know that that would have been Randy. I In that situation, when I looked at it, I thought one of the Bollywood boys tried to do, like, a cool, like, landing. Which, hey, if they went and they practiced that spot, it would be. Like you throw somebody up and they do a full flip and land face first on the table. That's pretty cool. I don't think he took liberties. Okay. But yeah, I don't know if he's going to be bitching about dives anytime soon. <laughs> I'll, ta- I'll take your word for it. Yeah. Jinder has been taking his Ico Pro and Sako energy. <laughs> I'm amazed they found. I'm amazed they found an Indian dance and drum team in the middle of Toledo, Ohio. <laughs> yeah. Uh so we had somebody that said that these weren't real Indian people. 
I don't know. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, this, this wasn't anybody in the company. I want to specify that. Not anybody in the company. A Twitter follower who said he's half Indian and says he can spot one. I don't know. I didn't pay that much attention to everybody at ringside. The entrance, I wouldn't the, the be surprised if they faked it. Cool, man. Would you be surprised if they faked it? No. Okay. <laughs> like, I, like I've said before, they had an Italian guy run this gimmick 12 years ago. <laughs> Quick, get me a DVD of Slumdog Millionaire. All right, yeah. now what do we have to do? <laughs> Anna, uh, I want to know your feelings on this celebration. JBL said the pride of Punjab and the pride of India. And this is exactly why they're doing this. Um, but is that like, is this really something that Indians would be proud this to be represented like this? By the end of the segment, aside from the you people and the you booed me because I look different, you booed me because I talk different, and now you booed me because I expose you, blah, blah, blah. You had the, ch- the crowd chanting USA during the middle of this Indian Punjabi celebration. And, like, sure, it's, it's money. As Baba Ray Dudley put up on his Twitter, in India, fans will pay to see Jindam Hall win. In America, fans will pay to see him lose, and that's smart business with the cash bag emoji. Yeah, there's logic to that. My issue is, and throughout the night, we had shots of little kids reacting to what was going on in the ring. That's exactly the problem here, is you are representing this guy and now this entire culture with this celebration as being this type of person. Adults, people who have traveled, people who have friends of different nationalities, different skin color, whatever, we know the difference. But there are people and there are kids out there who actually believe that all people with turbans, all people with burkas, all people of a certain skin color are terrorists or evil. And this does nothing to dispel that. It is a case of you hate me because I'm like this. That's why I hate you. Do that, fine. But where is the counter to that? Where is the example that, no, not all Indians are like this, not all people like this are like this? It's just... In this day and age, especially given what happened yesterday or the day before in Manchester, you need you need to take responsibility for your programming. Oh, yeah. A terrorist and, attack brought the end of that Muhammad Hassan gimmick. Granted, a lot of that was because the WWE was real stupid oh, in what they did. Uh, uh, remarkably stupid in what they did. I don't think they're going to go that route uh, given the Manchester thing, but I don't know. Like, I Eventually, I would. You got to have somebody of the descent, or maybe even Sami Zayn, who is of Syrian descent, say, "Listen, man, I've not exactly. everybody's like this. You can't generalize people. That's one. When that's the had, thing I hate most is generalizing people." Yeah, when they had Mustafa Mustafa Ali come out and he was face, I was like, oh, "Okay, they're finally turning over a new leaf. They're finally exploring." going non-stereotype with this crap that they've normally done in the past. And then well, if he was, if he was bigger, he would be a fantastic foil to gender Mahal, like oh, not I on really a main event level, but on a mid card level. Even yesterday he had to, he put something on Twitter that's responding to someone who was basically saying in response to the Manchester attack, you know, your people did this or something like that. And this is exactly why you can't be doing this kind of programming. 
not in this day and age. It's wish we know better now. Yeah. It's, it's, it's that thing. And like I said, I'm going to talk about this a little bit tomorrow, but it's, it's one of those things that's like, I want them to tackle real world things, but I want them to go in depth with it. I don't want them to be generic about it. I would rather it be multifaceted and treat your audience like they're smart enough to get this stuff. Challenge people. Challenge those people who really do think like that. I don't know. Jeff. Yes. There's a part of me that thinks that there's a – they think that there's a method to this madness in terms of the jingoism and things of that nature. Um, in terms of as far as you turn up the heat on gender, if you turn him, then he'll be that much more popular because I think they're going – there's a part of me that thinks they're going that Seth Rollins J and J route here with the authority that where eventually the Bollywood boys turn on him, and that makes gender the face eventually of this program. And hey, look, we have a star. But uh, you bring it up all the time. Um, they do a lot of repeating of certain phrases and buzzwords here. And what were they repeating over and over during the course of this segment? One point eight billion. One point eight billion. 1.8 billion. 1.3 billion. Oh, 1.3. I thought it was 1.8. I'm sorry. I can't read my notes. Okay. And I had no idea there were that many people in India. Yeah. And they but, made you remember that. Um, oh, I, I will never forget it now. Yeah. yeah but uh, is, this, is this something for them? Like, are people actually happy to be represented like this? Shit. Did you hear the announcers? Oh, Jesus. Yeah. I the can't. announcers the other night? Maybe. JBL and his phony sincerity of how in awe he was of this ceremony was one of the worst sell jobs. Oh, uh, Wait, you mean the- JBL tonight or the Indian announcers at Backlash? Oh, no, JBL tonight. The Indian announcers at Backlash, I, I think we're all in on it. So I'm, I'm fine with I'm fine with them. I'm fine with them repping the country for those two. Uh, <laughs> actually i felt you know what gender got a little bit of sympathy for me tonight because it's obviously he partied a little too hard and lost his voice <laughs> last night and i felt bad for him, <laughs> being honest with you um good for him good for him that he's happy uh you know i think it's going to be up to gender to 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 go and kind of stand up for his character here and say hey i need to tone this down a little bit because i want to get over as a real heel as opposed to this cheap heat heel and if he doesn't it's going to be seen as him not stepping up and and grasping the quote-unquote brass ring well he's got to step up in the ring now because yeah, the well, no, i don't mean in the I... ring i don't mean the match i mean his character i mean in terms of giving yeah. back to creative and oh. saying look we, we've said this, I'm not like you people stuff enough. I need to evolve this if I'm going to be able to maintain this position. Yeah. I, th- really I think they got a good start now because uh, by all indications, before this, he was absolutely a jobber. Mm-hmm. And he found a couple of lackeys, and he's won everything since then. And it is because, in storyline, because of those two guys. Before then, he couldn't win anything. Mojo Raleigh, I had somebody arguing with me that Mojo Raleigh shouldn't have been in a qualifying match. I'm like, he beat Jinder Mahal last month. Like, yeah, he absolutely should have. There's no storyline reason they shouldn't. I don't know. I don't know. And I and I just wish, I'm begging Shane McMahon just on a talking smack to say, I gave Jinder a spot in that match to begin with because he asked for it. That's all I need. I just need one thing. That's the only thing I was ever like, what the hell are they doing? Because there was no uh, reason. 
let me ask Anna this just to follow up on on her point because it, it's it's a relevant conversation to have. Would you rather have this bad representation, quote unquote, of of Jinder Mahal as a but as a main eventer, or would you rather have the kind of nondescript representation of him down on the mid card still? If 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 you're if you're of I mean if I mean taking the point of view of say the Indian market, which I know you can't really do, but hypothetically. Doing the, doing the same stuff, though. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I, the question is basically, is, is is bad representation, but on a much higher visibility, better than what he was getting when he was just a mid-card nobody? In well, terms of... I, yeah, I get what you're saying. It, by putting him into this program, he is technically is at the top of the company. Mm-hmm. And I get why they did it. it yeah, it's something that is something for Indians to be proud of. That's something for Americans to get pissed off about. Um, because remember, I, WWE still maintains that that kind of separation that what you're watching really is television. It's not really these people. Stephanie McMahon says it all the time. I just play a bad guy on TV. So I think to them at yeah, least that this is not that this is not indicative of the culture per se but this is cultural representation but you can't say that when they came out and did a full punjabi celebration based around this like it's i heard um jinder mahal on chris jericho's podcast he is not this person obviously and vince fed him this he gave him this promo we know that but i had this issue with I have this issue with other other TV shows and the way that women are presented, the way that different cultures are presented. I just think it's this day and age, and people might call me whatever for, for saying this and, you know, party pooper. I had a lot of people saying that it's it's about storytelling and they're going to tell a story in the ring. Well, if the story sucks, I don't care. Yeah, and that's and- basically at the at the end of it. It's not told well. Well, okay, it, it's it's you're not going to be interested in the story if the characters if if you can't stand the characters that that that's just the other part of it, it yeah. is if if you if you find the presentation of gender race baiting well, and pandering here's, and here's the, note, the situation we have Jeff because as I mentioned troll culture on previous yeah. podcasts people act now like if you don't enjoy the character not like don't like it as in heel heat like damn that guy gets on my nerves like the Miz gets on my nerves but I still want to see him perform and I still want to see him wrestle Jinder Mahal for the most part I'm like all right I get it you're gonna say you people you're gonna get into a fight and your two buddies are gonna help you I've seen that story I've seen it a million times as you mentioned Seth Rollins we we saw that without the you people thing but I don't know we kind of he kind of did do the you people thing because he was trying to heal the crowd Ah, uh, and people are like, well, you're being a crybaby if you don't like what they give to you. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. No, I didn't like True Detective Season 2 because it sucked. Not because, not because, like, they were so so good at making me mad. No, the show sucked. And, that, and the in difference. the ring, I've never seen anything that, that leads me to believe that he is anything that more than above average. Again, that's the difference. If if you take away all this, the race stuff, the turban, all that kind of stuff, Jinder Mahal, the guy 
the performer, the facial expressions, all that, like as a heel, he's doing his job because I feel a certain way when I see him on screen and that's his job. He's, he's doing a good job. But then it's just all this extra stuff on top of it that is just so, to me, so unnecessary. And they could be telling a much better story with this guy than they are. Well, they could tell the story of me partying with him because his celebration was fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, I'm, just I'm just going to say, but, but this is also Vince McMahon's move in the WWE. He's been doing this for decades, and as the elder statesman of this show, I've lived through many incarnations of just one-note characters that were supposed to appeal to different demographics, everything from Saba Simba, the reborn the Sultan, Atlas, the Sultan, El Matador, Tito Santana. I mean, they they brought in Dick Slater, hoping he'd be a white meat babyface waving a Confederate flag in the South. So, I mean, the, these things. This is what this is their move, kind of. I get I that, mean, but <laughs> times change, and you kind of it's, it's you need to evolve with it. I'm not supporting it. They tried to attack demographics with a Samoan dressed as the Sultan. A Canadian who Tiger Ali Singh was probably the closest they had, honestly. An Italian playing a Muslim. Uh, not that there's not the occasional Italian Muslim out there. And the, they're billing Jinder Mahal as his home country of India. He was also born in Canada. But, I, you know, I see what they're doing. Main event time. Nakamura and AJ Styles defeated... Kevin Owens and Dolph Ziggler. This was your paint-by-numbers WWE SmackDown main event tag match featuring some singles guys. And when they did the draft split, the brand split, I re- it, almost every week was either a rematch of something we had seen on Raw or a tag match with these type of guys. I was hoping it would get away from that, but it seems like this happens a whole lot. And last year, Around the summer and the fall, man was smacked down cooking. I mean, like every single week, we had some unbelievable main event, it felt like, or some big thing happened. Jeff, are they going to get back to that? Or Because, I mean, right now, we got guys who can't get on the show. Mojo can't get on the show. Uh, American Alpha can't get on the show. Ty Dillinger can't get on the show. And that's part of the problem as well, is that all the special guys are on there against all the other special guys and it's making them quote unquote less special in some ways. Uh, this match was, wasn't bad. It, it's just one of those things where you're like, man, if I told you I had, I had three guys who, <laughs> who set the internet on fire, like Owens, Nakamura and styles. And they were just kind of going through the paces of a, of a standard WWE tag match where Shinsuke Nakamura was the, <laughs> where you got the heat on Shinsuke at first, and then the heat on AJ, which double. And they could have done. They could have done Owens and Ziggler versus American Alpha for spots in it, and I would have enjoyed that more for that, as qualifying match. I would have yeah, enjoyed that, that more. Been, that would have been fine. The qualifying match thing would have been fine. Keeping all these guys away from one another and then building up why they want to fight each other would have been fine. Um, you know, this, but this is their. This is the standard WWE plan. This this is when you have a multi person match, you you do different combinations of each other for the next three weeks to build it up. And then all of a sudden they're all in the ring again, but this time it's, it's personal, I guess. I don't know. Anna. Well, we had Shinsuke Nakamura, AJ Styles and Kevin Owens in a match together. 
it, it like that on paper is holy shit. But yeah. what we got was like, okay, cool. Um, well, the ending was really cool. Mm-hmm. But why doesn't this feel more special than it actually really is? Um, like there were some great parts in it. Kevin Owens is the vengeance demon. He is teaching other people how to vengeance and it's awesome. Uh, but like I said earlier, this is Shinsuke Nakamura's SmackDown Live in-ring debut. And he got the snot beaten out of him for the majority of the match. Which is, okay, sure. But just, I don't know. It, why are they, even with like SmackDown's being presented as the land of opportunity, yet, okay, we have money in the bank. You are hand-selected to be in this. Okay, cool. What about Luke Harper? What about Ty Dillinger? It's basically, you know, reiterating what you guys just said pretty much. It's just, it's unfortunate because it makes even the best of things feel lackluster. Yeah, and the crowd, the crowd's ahead of everybody. They know that nothing's going to matter until the false finishes start. So. Yeah. That's exactly. and that's a big problem. You got to break the mold. You got to do things differently. And it's so weird because it was in a show where you had flash pins by Sami Zayn, you had roll ups by Brizongo, and you had them almost winning the tag team championships. And they're still coming into this match, going, "Yeah, we're just gonna wait till they start hitting signature moves to really get excited." Hey, we do things differently over at Fightful.com, and one of those things is most ridiculous with Anna Bauer. Anna, yeah, tell the people. Yeah, about we sure it. do. Uh, this week's episode, we investigate the dive situation. Um, we look at intergender matches. I uh, dress up like a woman from Glow, uh, which is coming to Netflix soon, which I'm hoping to be cast in. So let's get that petition going. Um, yeah, I hope you don't mind me whoring myself out on the side there, Sean. But yeah. Hey, what, do what do. you got to do. Jeff, tell the people about Shake Them Ropes. Well, we earlier recorded an episode um, reviewing uh, TakeOver and uh, what was the name of the Backlash? Uh, we'll be going over uh, everything. <laughs> I can't even remember the names of these things anymore. I'm so old. Um, we're, we're planning to review a classic match, but we haven't figured out what we're going to do just yet. So if you have suggestions, let us know. But we'll be reviewing uh, NXT UK tournament, probably talking about this women's tournament a little bit more in depth too. No Rusev on this show tonight. That was talky season. We'll oh, but Lana, Lana's coming soon, Sean Ross. Yeah, allegedly. You can allegedly. bet Who? your bottom dollar that Lana's coming soon. She really soon. inherited that Emelina gimmick one, to one, a T. Hey, one word, one word, guys. Who shows up first, Rusev or Lana? Oh. Rusev. Rusev, I think so too. Yeah. I think it's going to be a triple threat at, uh, at Money in the Bank. Hmm. Neat. So, guys, check out The List and Ya Boy tomorrow at 3 p.m. It's our most watched podcast now, most listened to podcast now. Also, of course, every Tuesday at 3, Holy Smokes MMA podcast. If Even if you all don't like MMA, give that a try. You might end up enjoying it. Might be something about MMA that appeals to you. As always, check out our forums. Myself and Showdown Joe are coming at you Sunday afternoon following UFC Sweden uh, featuring Alexander Gustafsson. And Glover Teixeira, we'll have full coverage of that as well on the site. Lots of cool features coming this week, exclusive interviews, all kinds of fun stuff. Follow me at Sean Rossap. Go to Fightful.com, all your news, podcasts, you know the drill. Till next time, guys, we're out.